Streaming has gotten way too complicated, but you can hack the system with Prime Video. It has everything in one app with one password. See Roadhouse, Giannis, The Marvelous Journey, and the National Women's Soccer League, all included with Prime. Plus, you can buy Premier Boxing or stream the NHL and NBA playoffs on Max with the Bleacher Report Sports add-on or add Paramount Plus for the Masters on CBS. Prime Video. It's all your favorite content in one place. Restrictions apply. Prime membership required for add-on subscriptions. See Amazon.com slash Amazon Prime for details. This episode brought to you by 20th Century Studios' Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Director Wes Ball breathes new life into the epic franchise. As a ruthless king attempts to build his empire at the expense of the remaining human race, a young ape begins a journey to fight for a future for apes and humans alike. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Enter the kingdom in IMAX, now playing, and theaters everywhere. Get tickets now. Feeling like you need a punch of energy? Enter Wonderful Pistachios. I love them. The snack that packs a protein punch, and the best part, they come in so many flavors and so many sizes. Whether you're on the go or chilling at home, Wonderful Pistachios, they're the go-to snack for me. Here's the real kicker, the protein. These little wonders are one of the highest protein nuts out there. Just one ounce serves up a whopping six grams of protein, giving you over 10% of your daily value. So visit wonderfulpistachios.com to learn more. I love them. Thanks for listening to the Herd Podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday on Fox Sports Radio at noon to 3 Eastern, 9 a.m. to noon Pacific. Find your local station for the Herd at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching Fox Sports Radio or FSR. Now let's get this party started. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. Oh, here we go. It's hour two live in Los Angeles. It's the Herd. Wherever you may be and however you may be listening, thanks for making us part of your day. One of the things I said yesterday about the Super Bowl is we love to blame in the media. It's their fault. It's their fault. It's their fault. I really didn't think it was anybody's fault. I thought Mahomes pulled a Mahomes. A Reed pulled a Reed. A Kelsey pulled a Kelsey. Sometimes with great people, it's nobody's fault that LeBron kept getting to the Eastern Conference Finals and winning the Eastern Conference Finals. You could talk about the coaches that he beat, the players that he beat. LeBron was just better. Sometimes Michael Jordan was just better. Mahomes is just better. Tiger Woods was just better. It doesn't mean your caddy picked the wrong club. Tiger could overcome more elements. Uh, you know, that's that's the reality. We're always looking for blame in the media, and because it makes a, it gets more clicks or it gets a better story. I mean, the big knock on Shanahan is in overtime, he took the ball. Well, think about the game. So Kansas City's first nine drives, this is with Reed, Mahomes, Kelsey. Nine drives, first nine, nothing. Last four, they scored. Why? Because San Francisco's defense wore down and because Kansas City is prone to make great adjustments on both sides of the ball. So Shanahan looks at it and thinks, well, they've sort of figured our defense out and my guys are gassed. So I'll take the ball first and I'll eventually get it last. If that's terrible coaching, I'll sign up for it. Again, you've got to contextualize this stuff. Both defenses at the end of the game, remember, Brock Purdy took it and went 13 plays on a drive. Did Lamar Jackson or Josh Allen have 13 play drives against the Chiefs defense? 
what happens? Chiefs defense was on the field a lot. San Francisco's deep. Remember, defense is chasing and pursuing. It's more exhausting than offense. Defense is all about running after people and chasing people. And it's the Super Bowl. There's an enormous amounts of stress in this game, and stress equals fatigue. So I thought the Niners' defense, dominant in the first half, just got tired. And Kansas City solved a lot of the issues, made adjustments, what they're prone to do. And then in their last three drives before overtime, they were moving the ball. I mean, good God, Mahomes on his final drive in overtime went eight for eight. It was like a seven-on-seven drill. Why? Defenses get tired. Defenses get worn down. I mean, you're asking Nick Bosa to play relentless football for four hours, chasing Mahomes around? He's not the same player with two minutes left in overtime as he is to start the game. He's not the same player. Mahomes is the same quarterback because he's got more information and he's not running around much. But you're asking corners and linebackers and Fred Warner and Bosa. These guys are chasing Mahomes all day. Shocking. Three and a half hours later, those orange slices and Red Bulls at halftime, there's limitations. Guys get tired. So Shanahan's like, my defense was on the field for an 11-play drive chasing Mahomes. They're gassed. I want to give them a break. I think their defense is a bit gassed. We can move on them. And they did. Went 13 plays. They had a first and 10 at the 15-yard line. The difference is Mahomes got the ball in the end zone. Purdy couldn't. But if that, if you're knocking him if for that, if that to you is bad coaching, I don't know what to tell you. Um, so yesterday, um, we, and we, we kind of expected this. So Nick Wright, as you know, uh, worked in uh, uh, Kansas City. And, uh, you know, I've always felt like I don't have a team per se, a professional team. So, you know, my teams weren't any good. So even though I'm from the Pacific Northwest, I lived in Connecticut. So when the Seahawks met the Patriots, I was like, I just want a great game. I, I really do. So I don't really have a team. And, and, and Nick would tell you he's got the Chiefs. So we have some video. First things first yesterday. There wasn't a lot of subtlety with it. Uh, it was very much a Kansas City Chiefs day. Yeah, there's Nick Wright pulling up in his red suit. Um, again, this is... Um, yeah, this was a little <laughs> a little over the top, but um, we don't ask Nick to be subtle. That, that's not what we ask of him. And once inside the show, uh, uh, yes, there's a band, a Never a Doubt, which, of course, Nick got tattooed on him. It was, it was a glorious moment, but I will tell you that I didn't grow up with a team, so I am, I am for people. Uh, J-Mac, you grew up with the Jets. Uh, Bill Simmons grew up with the Celtics. Uh, 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 guys I know, Fred Nick grew up with the Kansas City Chiefs. So Greeny, who I used to work with, was a Jets fan. And you guys all bleed for your teams. And I never had a professional team because mine were no good. And it was just like I like college more than pro when I was like 9 to 20 years old. And I never had a, I never had a team. So I kind of adopted the team when I worked in Tampa. I liked Tampa. When I worked in Connecticut, I was into, I really liked the Patriots. And right now, I think I'm very happy with Andy Reid and Brett Veach, who I can text and talk to, and Mahomes. So I kind of like who's hot. I know it's like I'm a bandwagon fan. I like who's good. Like right now, I want to see, I want to see Harbaugh and Justin Herbert, because I know both. I want to see him succeed. I live in Los Angeles. My friends are Charger fans. I want to see them crush. Uh, will they? I think they will. So, uh, so Nick Wright is is you know he he's and he got a tattoo by the way 
uh, never a doubt. And so Patrick Mahomes yesterday, first thing he tweeted after the Super Bowl, Patrick Mahomes tweeted uh, in a reference to Nick Wright, uh, never a doubt. So I thought it was a pretty special moment for Nick Wright yesterday. Is Nick ready to go? Not quite yet. We'll get him in a second. The, the ratings for this game, by the way, 123.4 million. Uh, I know it had 54 seconds of Taylor Swift, but I got 25 minutes of Usher, so I can live with it. Um, you know, it, it, one of the things we have to remember, I, I, the, the print media hates this, but people basically look at sports as escapism. They don't love politics with their sports. The Kaepernick year, it went down, and that was viewed as political by many. They like celebrities with their sports. They do. I watched the Laker-Nick game a couple Saturdays ago, and the first thing they showed off the top of the broadcast on ABC was all the celebrities. So we, in our vacations and our sports, we like celebrities. If you were at a pool on vacation and you looked over and saw a celebrity, The Rock, you'd be like, that's cool. If you were on vacation and somebody came up and you got into a political debate on vacation, that really wouldn't be cool. So I think with celebrities, we like them with our sports. It's cool to watch Paul Rudd at a Chiefs game. It's cool to watch celebrities care as much as we do about sports. It's relatable. I think that's part of Brock Purdy's charm. He's relatable. And with that, we go to Nick Wright. First things first. Oh, Colin. So we just showed showed the van pulling up. We showed all this. And I said, I don't have a professional team for you. It is... um, and I asked you this a couple of weeks ago, and you were totally honest. You said you were disappointed they didn't draft Deshaun Watson. You were totally up front with it. Yeah. And But yeah. what is it like? Tell me what it's like. Your favorite team has the best player in the world and is likely to win again next year. Um, I've never been in that position. Uh, what is it like? Yeah. I mean, it's it's unbelievable because of the context of what the Chiefs had been my entire life before it, which was not like a sad sack franchise that never competed, but a team that was the worst type of team to root for. Consistently good in the regular season, get your hopes up, and then inventing ways to lose. Like, since Joe Montana left, they had they had three seasons. They were 13-3 and three in the one seed and lost a home playoff game. John Elway beat them in the fourth quarter twice. They lost a 18-point lead to Marcus Mariota in the playoffs. They lost a 28-point lead to Andrew Luck. They, they played the Steelers in the playoffs. They scored two touchdowns. The Steelers scored zero touchdowns. The Steelers won that game. That was my life as a Chiefs fan. And then this supernova comes in. Yeah. And here's the thing, Colin, that what legends of the sports change how we see sports. So I want to bring up Brady and Mahomes, not in a GOAT comp, but in what they both have done to our brains. So before Tom Brady came around, all of NFL history when down 10 points in the playoffs, won 11% of those games. 11% of those games was a 10-point playoff comeback. Then Brady came around and won almost half of them. What well, it was 10 and or nine, eight and 10, I believe, in those in those situations, and he changed the math on like, oh my God, you could be down double digits in the playoffs and have a coin flip chance. 
Mahomes has won five of seven of them. Mahomes, the fact he wins 83% down double digits. In all of Super Bowl history, every quarterback not named Patrick Mahomes or Tom Brady went down double digits in the Super Bowl is two and 48. Tom is two and one. Patrick is three and one. What these two guys have done to change what we think uh, is realistic within the game or realistic within a ring count, which was Montana Bradshaw forever. Four. Impossible to get more than it. Then Brady damn near doubles it up and Patrick almost has it before he hits 30 and we're like, well, who knows? That's what it is. And the fact that it's my hometown team and as you were gracious enough to mention, the fact that, you know, he shouted out the show and me moments after winning the Super Bowl. I mean, it's almost as cool as the first time I was on your show. It's probably number two career moment right there. That's it. <laughs> well, I'm honored to be right behind Patrick Mahomes. Yeah, um, yeah. You know, I said this earlier. I think you would have loved this segment. I said we tend to love what we relate to. And Jimmy Garoppolo looked like a movie star. He was traded for and coveted and got crushed the entire time. He was always to blame. Brock Purdy's Mr. Irrelevant, making nothing. We relate to him. If you go to their 27 starts and Purdy had an all-star cast around him, they're virtually identical. Purdy averaged 29 a game. Garoppolo averaged 28.9 a game. That's pretty good. Purdy is more efficient simply because he has four to five Hall of Famers around him. Both Garoppolo totally blamed for missing a deep throw, as our staff showed earlier. Purdy missed two easier, shorter throws in the end zone. As somebody who beat both, do you view, I view no. Garoppolo and Purdy, Brock's more athletic, Garoppolo's probably bigger, stronger, but it's interesting how Garoppolo was blamed for this loss on a 55-yard air-it-out throw, whereas man beat the other by a yard and a half. Purdy got a pass on much shorter throws. The second, this is the first, he missed badly, badly on shorter throws. So your takeaway on the big yeah, gap, the point. perceived gap between the well-liked Purdy and the bum Garoppolo. Well, listen, I do think Purdy is better than Garoppolo. I also think one, I don't think Garoppolo was, uh, from people around him and from coaches you've talked to, I don't think necessarily pre-snap he was the sharpest quarterback in the league. I don't know if he put in all the work that they necessarily expected. So I think Purdy is better than Jimmy G. Yeah. But the way they are discussed, you would think the golf is enormous. And what is so odd to me is so many of the folks who love Purdy, when Jimmy G was winning games, they would say he had this magic winning pixie dust, and then he goes to the Raiders, that dust immediately goes away, and now they are fine with saying, no, he was not that good. I do think Brock Purdy played well. Uh, relatively well in the Super Bowl. He is not the reason they lost. I thought the Chiefs were going to have a massive edge in the turnover battle because I thought Brock was going to make a couple egregious mistakes. He didn't. And for a million bucks a year, obviously he provides massive value. The question is, is he ever going to elevate to where when you have, to, if you have to pay him and then you can't have the cast of Avengers around him, can he elevate? I have my doubts there and I think the point you made 
Uh, last week is one, it, it, it's one of those, sometimes people make a point, and I'm always jealous I didn't think of it, because the moment they say it, I'm like, oh yeah, that's obvious, but I hadn't thought about it. Everyone assumes, oh, he's in year two. He's going to have this massive incline of growth. When you're a four-year starter, as you put out in college, physically limited, are you more likely going to be closer to your finished product in year two than a raw athlete would be yeah. in year two? I think the answer to that is yes. So I think that, and Brock is way better than Mac Jones, yeah. but Mac Jones was a similar spot. Longtime college player, physically limited, accurate, supposed to be smart. He never got a 1% a better from his rookie year. Who he came in as is who he is now. Yeah. I do wonder if Brock is just, if he reached his ceiling quickly, yes. and if we're not going to see as much growth as you would see from a more highly touted prospect. So we, we may disagree on this because you are mathier than me, and you compartmentalize. You're a great poker player, so I think we'll disagree. But I have been in this business okay. 30 years. And I don't know what a single button or lever does in the control room. The orchestra conductor <laughs> cannot play the clarinet. I don't know if yeah. my flood insurance works. I don't know how my accountant does with my taxes or my stockbroker with my mutual funds. I make it, give it to them, and I try to get somebody that's ethical. But we pay people in society to do things for us. Kyle Shanahan and Andy Reid knew the overtime rules. McCole Hardman didn't. Kyle Juszczyk didn't. Basically, the NFL doesn't come out and go, okay, guys, field goals are worth seven, touchdowns three. No using your hands. The league changes overtime every year, and Andy and Kyle know it. But not every player does because, guys, catch it on offense, don't fumble, and tackle on defense. And I'm okay with that. If the coach knows and the quarterback talking to the coach knows it, I don't need my 24-year-old McCall Hardman bouncing around the league guy to know everything. Are you bothered the fact that Niner players are like, yeah, we didn't know all the rules? So, all right, yeah, well, a couple things. I'm a little bothered, and I, uh, I'm i not sure that McColl didn't know the rules. McColl has said that is fake news, Colin. He said he claimed he blacked out. He says it's not that he didn't know the rules, but he blacked out. It was Come such on. a great moment. And Chris, I'm just telling you what it, the man says. Chris Jones, you know, said the Chiefs had multiple meetings about it. They knew what the strategy was going to be. They knew the rules. He actually explained the rules quite eloquently because the rules were, of course, changed because of the Chiefs a game the Chiefs were in. So let me ask you this, because I'm now going to throw something at you that I don't know that you've considered. Because you're saying essentially, what does it matter if the Niners know the intricacies of the rules? They're just going to try to do their best no matter what. So Kyle Juszczyk thought it was score a touchdown and win the game. Yeah. It obviously was not. What if he had and he rips his helmet off and starts doing snow angels and the Niners pour out onto the field and all of a sudden they're kicking off from the one because they got the most unsportsmanlike conducts in the history of the league because okay. everyone thought they just won the Super Bowl. Okay. Or even if that doesn't happen, there is obviously emotional letdowns in sports. If you're a Niners defender and you're watching them drive the field, do you have an element of, all right, we might not even have to go out there. All right, oh, wait, they scored. We won. Oh, wait, hold on. Now it's the biggest drive of my life against Patrick Mahomes. So, yeah, I don't think it is. 
a cardinal offense, but I do think the Chiefs were a little more buttoned up, a little more prepared, yeah. and I think that you could see that in various spots of the game. Yeah, I, I do think the official did say what it was. Even the announcers were trying to put their arms around it. I also think over yeah. the course of a sideline or a game, this happens a lot of times. You talk to a player, hey, if we win, what? Do, I mean, veteran players, kids. So I do think over the course of a, of a drive, you, you would discuss it among your players. But I said this earlier, the average play, these are 24 four-year-old young men you want them to play hard and fast i do not want too much up in that parking garage i don't want them to know documentate like go play hard go play fast you tackle you catch don't fumble get out of bounds so i'm i'm i think a little more lenient on it but i think your point is well taken finally finally yeah um is there anything about kansas city next year Three-peat's never been done, which if you're a mean and grew up with the Steelers in the 70s, and they were so dominant for nine years, it's inconceivable they didn't win three. So there's a psychological factor. There's a hunter-to-hunted factor. Yeah. There's injuries. Mahomes now has paid a fortune. Is there any little thing about the Niners that you're a little worried about going for a three-peat? Oh, well, about the well, or about the, the Chiefs. Anything the worried Chiefs. about the Niners? The Chiefs. Okay, Chiefs. got Chiefs. you. I was going to say the Niners could be the uh, the still the best team in the NFC, but I do. Brandon Ayuk seems a little unhappy. I wonder yeah. if the Niners are going to have a bit of that Super Bowl hangover. But so here are there is one first level concern, and then there is a historical concern. So the first level concern is this: Is Chris Jones going to be back? Right. Chris Jones is universally accepted as a great player. With this Super Bowl, I think he's punched his Hall of Fame ticket because yes. he's the best defender on a dynasty. Yep. And I still think he might be underrated, Colin. I agree. He was. The, J Josh Allen had, I think it was Shakir, in the end zone right before the missed kick. He couldn't get it there because Chris Jones bumped, you know, bumped Deion Dawkins into him. Uh, Brock Purdy had two guys open in overtime. He couldn't get it to him because Chris Jones was flying out. Him. So if Chris Jones leaves, that is a massive void. Now, Legereus Sneed also could leave, but the Chiefs have McDuffie. They, they develop and draft corners so well that you feel like that is maybe a little more replaceable, even though Sneed was extraordinary start to finish of the year. That's the first, that's the level one. The historical one would be this. Why didn't other teams do it? So I went through it. So if we just go kind of modern era of football, Colin, so post-Steelers, because the Steelers, the reason they didn't do it the first time was because the Raiders beat them and the Raiders were juggernauts right alongside them. And then the next year, they had a lot of injuries and then retirements. And it, why didn't the Niners do it in 80, after 89? Because they lost one of the greatest football games ever played on a field goal at the end to the Giants. It's, you know what I mean? Like a team that was of their caliber beat them in a classic. The Broncos had Elway retire, so throw that one out. The Patriots in 05 just weren't that good all year long. And Oh, and I left out the Cowboys. The Cowboys, why didn't they do it? Because the other team that was right there with them, the Niners, finally got them. So... So the question is, is there a team right now, right there on the Chiefs' heels, that it will be their time and their turn? And everyone's answer is, yes, Nick, I know the answer to that question. It's the Buffalo Bills, which makes me so excited. 
for the fourth straight year of everyone <laughs> saying, this will be the year. This is the time they break through. This is the Niners in 94. Or this is the Giants in 90. And everyone can believe that. And the time that Josh Allen beats Patrick Mahomes in the playoffs will be the, you know, I guess there's a first time for everything, but I don't, I, you know, I'll believe it when I see it. I said last year on this show, on your show, the Tuesday after the Super Bowl, I said that last year's Chiefs team, was going to be the worst team the Chiefs had until Kelsey retired. This year's team appeared to be worse and then was better in the playoffs. With Kelsey coming back, even though, sorry, J-Mac, you know, he wasn't one of the ten best players in that game. Sure looked like it to me. Even with Kelsey coming back, um, I think they're going to be overwhelming favorites for a good reason. Okay. By the way, I do think Chris Jones leaves, don't have inside intel, and James Cook and Dalton Kincaid are, to me, next-level players. So yeah. I did oh, have yeah. a very early hierarchy. I did. I did a very early hurt hierarchy. Kansas City is still very viable at the top. Okay. This guy. <laughs> this guy. Unbelievable. James Cook. I mean, they, of course. Dalton Kincaid. James Cook. What are you going to do? <laughs> oh, yeah. And I'm sure Stephon Diggs is going to be very happy of this offseason. I'm sure there's nothing to worry about there. I mean, you know what? I will say this, and then I know you got to go. The media is, and I get why some players get frustrated. I'm sure Stephon Diggs is like, man, I one time throw my hands up on the sideline to Josh Allen. It's a meme for 18 months. <laughs> Travis Kelsey almost does an elder abuse to Andy. <laughs> Reed and everyone's like, ah, they love each other. Everything's fine. I, it's not always fair. I get it. They win the championship. I defended Kelsey yesterday on that as well. Maybe I just like Kansas yeah. City. There's so yeah. many players. To, I even Mahomes, yeah. Andy Reed. I like him. I'm yeah, sorry. Yeah, of course. Almost yeah, as much as the Bills, you, but I like him a lot. I really, really do. Yeah. Uh, Nick Wright, first things first. Watch it after us. Fastest growing show on sports cable. Um, fun today. It's a good life. It is. I, I, I mean, to be a fan of a team and the team becomes the best in the world with some of the best players ever is a pretty cool thing. Happy for him. One more herd. The herd streams 24 hours a day, seven days a week within the iHeartRadio app. Search herd to listen live or on demand whenever you'd like. Hi, it's the herd. The NBA playoffs are heating up and so is the action at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. It's easy. 90 seconds. Use the code herd, H-E-R-D. That's code HERD for new customers to get 150 in bonus bets when you bet just 5 bucks. Only on DraftKings, the crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction void in ontario bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance see dkng.co slash vball for eligibility and deposit restrictions terms and responsible gaming resources this episode brought to you by 20th century studios kingdom of the planet of the apes director wes ball breathes new life into the epic franchise set several generations after the last installment in which apes are the dominant species as a ruthless king attempts to build his empire at the expense of the remaining human race, a young ape will fight for the future of apes and humans alike and embark on a journey that will redefine the planet. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Enter the kingdom in IMAX, now playing and in theaters everywhere. Get tickets now. This festival and concert season will be all about the boots. 
and Decovis is your stop before attending your next concert. Decovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Decovis boots made by hand, time-honored tradition with timeless styles, always on trend. They have first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Plus, their direct-to-consumer pricing keeps value on your feet and money in your pocket. Stop by your local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and a friendly staff are at your service. If you can't make it to a store, visit Tacovas.com, T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com, and find your new favorite pair of boots today. All right, good to have you back in. Halfway through it, lot to talk about today. J Mac with the news. No, 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 no. Turn on the news. This is the Herdline News. All right, Colin, we're starting with the Kyle Shanahan decision to get the ball in overtime. He said it was because he wanted to have the ball first. Should the game have been tied after the first two possessions? But according to Patrick Mahomes and Chris Jones, the Niners would have never gotten the ball back. Both players said the Chiefs would have gone for two if they had scored after the Niners had scored and they had scripted it and were ready to go. My gut tells me that touchdown pass to Hardman was the two-point conversion play. Because that is a beautiful two-point play. It's like unstoppable. Yeah. Um, they had a couple we, of them. They had another one when Kelsey in fourth quarter went in motion and then Patrick rolled to that side and chose to run. Um, you know, again, there. this, this was noted by... Um, the announcers, a lot of the plays that were succeeding in this game, a lot of it would not have been designed with defensive head coaches. Some of this stuff, this was one of the more clever. You had two great defensive rosters. A lot of this stuff was just really clever coaching. I mean, by the way, 10 out of the last 10 Super Bowl coaches are offensive coaches. Offensive coaches are dominating the last three years of the playoffs. What you were watching is elevated coaching. By the way, the most surprising team in the league this year, you know, you could argue it was the Rams that went out and won a playoff game. Offensive coach. So I think I think what you watched in the Super Bowl, and it's why I've been very reticent, very reluctant to blame anybody, was some brilliant coaching. You could it, argue, it is tough. It, it, I mean, it's just, these are really, and this is not a knock on Mahomes or Purdy, but some of these completions and some of these plays, they were just schemed brilliantly. There's yeah. only so much you can do. This is a sport of deception. Um, a couple things. First of all, I, it's funny. I looked at Andy Reid's coaching history, and he was awesome with the Eagles, as you noted. Oh, yeah. He was essentially what Kyle Shanahan is now. That's right. A really good offensive mind who could not win the big game. Yeah. And 20 he, years and, to win a Super and, Bowl. And good quarterbacks, but never a superstar. Well, McNabb, what was McNabb? Okay, he was a B. Was he no, was never like the MVP no, of the league. He struggled the with accuracy. He was an athletic quarterback. I liked him. But, I mean, I, I, he came into a Super Bowl out of shape. I mean, remember the Super Bowl story? That the, I mean, he was... He was, that, was, was he the one puking in the huddle on the final drive of the Super Bowl? He was, like, nervous about... I, I don't remember if it was him. Somebody I, on that team. Donovan but, was fine. Yeah. But Andy, we're, we're talking about Brady, Manning, Mahomes, Big Ben, like, all-time stuff. So, even great Andy Reid and Shanahan, in this sport, which has never been more offensively driven and quarterback-centric... You can only do so much. You can get real. McVeigh got to a Super Bowl with Goff, and then he got shut down. He goes with Stafford. He wins. Wins, right. I mean, remember, Stafford and Goff, they're both good, but Stafford doing no-look throws to Cooper Cup on the winning drive. Is it safe to say that Shanahan 
thought he had his Mahomes in Trey Lance, and that's why he moved no, up no, to get him. No, no, he didn't think that. He thought I, I have to, I have to get more athletic, and they got it with Purdy. But in the end, he wanted well, Brady, wait, so, whoa, no, and he no. wanted Stafford. Wait, why did he trade up? And draft because they thought Trey Lance was more athletic than he was when he got there. And then he arrived, and it's like, oh, he's not as athletic as we thought. And that's that's been verified. I just want to remind people, um, Chiefs in overtime against the Patriots. You remember that AFC title game? It was pretty, it was like a, uh, Patriots were dominating the first half, and it was like 14 nothing. And then the Chiefs stormed back in overtime. Patriots win the coin toss. Right down the field, touchdown, Mahomes does not get a chance. Yeah. Do you remember that game? Well, Burrow and Brady are the only people that have beaten Mahomes. You can beat Mahomes, but you need another Hall of Fame level player to do it. And that's you can't what you let him do. have the ball and by the way, like Eli Manning beat Brady twice in Super Bowls. Eli's going to get into the Hall of Fame. Yeah. And I li- I, we'll talk about it later, but I do like the topic of how do you stop Mahomes. I have some ideas. I've been reading some stuff. All right. It's a good topic. Good discussion. Uh, next up. Here we will go back to Mahomes, who um, kept off another pretty good season, right? Regular season was not great, but playoffs are all that matters, and he won another Super Bowl MVP. And next season, Patrick Mahomes is the early favorite to win the NFL MVP. I think this would be a horrible bet. Do not do it. Uh, Followed by, look at who's on that list, C.J. Stroud plus 1,100. Josh Allen's in the mix, Joe Burrow, Lamar Jackson. Let me me throw one up there. Can I guess who it's going to be? Yeah. Jordan Love. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> now watch Jordan Love. Weaker conference. Their receiving tight end talent is an offensive coach. Jordan Love's going to put up, if his ascension continues, Jordan Love's going to put up big numbers. I'm telling you right now, Kansas City is well run. Outside of Rasheed Rice, I'm not sure they have a receiver that makes the f- top four for Green Bay. Those tight ends, those receivers, they have like six guys I like. They can all play. Christian Watson was the highly touted one. He's the one that can't stay healthy mm. that I would I can move off of, and he's talented. But Dobbs and all of them, they're all good. Anyone missing on that list? Tua, uh, maybe. Tua yeah, I mean, he was get, in the mix. And no, no question, Tua's got to be up there. Um, uh, I will go I'll with my it. sleeper, okay. Justin Herbert. He gets it, Jim it, Harbaugh. It, I, here's the thing. I would put Stafford above Herbert because I think Stafford is really the centerpiece of that offense with McVay's creativity. Harbaugh is going to run the football, and he's going to take the ball out of Herbert's hands a little because if you look at the number of passes attempted with Herbert, the whole team is its like Buffalo early with Josh Allen. I think Harbaugh is going to try to scale back and give Herbert more support, where I think McVay is more willing to pile more on Stafford because he's... That team between Puka and Cooper Cup, I mean, I, I I think I think you can just listen. You got about two more years of Stafford. Pile it well, on. Remember though, you got to have one of the best records in the league. That's like mandatory. I don't know that the Rams are that good. I can see the Chargers making a leap. The Chargers are fascinating this offseason with some yeah. of their high end talent. Yeah. We'll see. Uh, final story is Brock. Purdy, who you slandered to open the show. He had a a good Super Bowl. Error-free Super Bowl, I should add. No. Uh, had Ayuk there. The safety did come over late. Um, this pass to Debo, a little bit long. <laughs> a little long. <laughs> Stop! Come on! <clears throat> what, are you, what are you, a perfection from Purdy? Steve well, we Va- demanded Steve it Young. from Garoppolo, but go ahead. Steve, <laughs> Steve Young gave Purdy some advice following the loss. Brock told you last week after the championship game, I'm not the biggest, I'm not the strongest, I'm not the fastest. So he's going to do it in his own Brock Purdy, and his superpower is processing. And he processed very well yesterday. 
He's going to continue to. He's going to be whatever what he is and who he is is all is all on display. And so I would tell Brock though in today's game, make sure that you can go get those 60, 80, 100 yards and and just maybe ch- adjust your game so you make sure that you can go get those. For the record, oh here we go. Just in the NFC, take out Mahomes, Allen, Lamar, Burrow. Oh, okay. just in the NFC. Name your five, you think, best quarterbacks in the NFC. 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 Five uh, best. I'm just curious to find best. Is this a draft and I get first pick and I, who am I taking? Just find the guys you think are the best. I don't, you know, I don't have to explain best. Like I would Okay, I think in Stafford. the NFC, Stafford would be my... I just quickly went through in my head the, the quarterbacks of the each best. division. Um, I would I go golf too. I would not go golf too. Um... I think I would strongly consider Brock Purdy. Okay. He was top five in every category passing imaginable okay. this season. Stats. Okay. Stats. Who needs them? Uh, who would you go? Did Jordan love three? I would go, you know, I think it gets murky. I think, murky. I think Stafford is one, and then I think you get into a... I would go Goff, too, because he's gotten to two NFC championships. Goff over Dak? Uh, yes. Goff over Kyler Murray? Um, no, then I think I would go Kyler, Jalen Hurts, really, really close. I like both. I forgot about Jalen Hurts. Jo- Jordan Love, not quite as much success, probably five-ish. And then I th- that's my top five. So Purdy not top five in the NFC. And I have, yeah, that, I don't think, I, I, I have no issue with that. Derek Carr? Not top five, no. I'm, I'm talking Stafford one. I would go Hurts, too. Let me readjust. Hurts, okay, that, and Hurts by the way, I'd have Hurts three or four. I, I tend to like Kyler Murray more than you. Wait, I'm sorry. You would have Goff ahead of Hurts? Oh, stop it. it. Just in terms of from the pocket, he's pretty good. I think, again, it's inches, not feet. Stafford's the best. In the NFC, yes. Yeah, he's the best talent. He's... Goff over Hurts. I'm saying Goff's been, Goff's really good. He is good. Right, Hurts did not By the have way, a good... but Goff back out here in the South Bay now? I'm sure we'll run into nobody him knows at what your favorite South watering hole Bay is. Means. It's an area in Los Angeles. Yeah, nobody specific. knows what it means. Why don't we go out for a burger tonight? Your treat. Um, I, I have a dinner tonight. Oh. A very, very oh, yeah. powerful person. Okay. By the way, Jalen Hurts, and I love Jalen, has had one season with a passer rating over 90. <laughs> I think he's had like three seasons, right? I mean, okay. Come on. Look at Goff. Goff's been around the league like nine years or whatever. Goff's now won big with two coaches. Hertz has not won big with more than one coordinator. I take Goff, and I like Hertz. And I also think Kyler Murray is in a very short list of now the most underrated player in the entire sport. Who? Kyler Murray. I think he's insane. Kyler, are we having an earthquake right now? Because I, I feel the goalposts moving all <laughs> over the freaking place. Come on. Are you serious? I like him. I'm just telling you, I like him. I'm a Kyler Murray guy. I think he's great. J-Mac with the news. Well, that's the news. And thanks for stopping by. The Herd Line So Hurts has only had one year of a passer rating over 90. Goff's only had two years under 90. And one of those, I think, first year with Detroit, which was in a complete and utter... First year as a starter, that mess with Jeff Fisher and Wanky, it was a mess. And then the first year Detroit, was he maybe? What was the second one? Fourth year. I mean, just the guy's good. That's good.
Be sure to catch live editions of The Herd weekdays at noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio, FS1, and the iHeartRadio app. Two NBA insiders podcasting twice a week to plug you right into the NBA grapevine. All happening in only one place. This league uncut. The new NBA podcast with me, Chris Haynes. And me, Mark Stein. Join us as we team up to expound on everything we're covering, hearing, and chasing. Listen to This League Uncut with Chris Haynes and Mark Stein on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, it's the Herd. The NBA playoffs are heating up, and so is the action at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. Teams are knocking on the door of the conference finals, and DraftKings Sportsbook has you covered every step of the way with same-game parlays, live betting, odds boosts, and so much more. Don't miss out. As the NBA postseason winds down, it's fantastic. Super easy to get started with DraftKings. If you're a first-timer, really easy. Try betting on something like a team to win. Go to DraftKings Sportsbook's app, select your team, and place your first bet. It's that simple, really. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. It's easy, 90 seconds. Use the code HERD, H-E-R-D. That's code HERD for new customers to get 150 in bonus bets when you bet just 5 bucks. Only on DraftKings, the crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www1 800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21 plus, age varies by jurisdiction, void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.co slash bball for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. This episode brought to you by 20th Century Studios' Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Director Wes Ball breathes new life into the epic franchise set several generations after the last installment in which apes are the dominant species. As a ruthless king attempts to build his empire at the expense of the remaining human race, a young ape will fight for the future of apes and humans alike and embark on a journey that will redefine the planet. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Enter the kingdom in IMAX, now playing, and in theaters everywhere. Get tickets now. This festival and concert season will be all about the boots, and Decovis is your stop before attending your next concert. Decovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Decovis boots made by hand, time-honored tradition with timeless styles, always on trend. They have first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Plus, their direct-to-consumer pricing keeps value on your feet and money in your pocket. Stop by your local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and a friendly staff are at your service. If you can't make it to a store, Visit decovas.com, T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com, and find your new favorite pair of boots today. The biggest day in racing just got bigger as Grand Marshal Dwayne The Rock Johnson will kick off the Daytona 500. The Great American Race returns Sunday at 2.30 Eastern, only on Fox. We were talking during the break about... Like, how do you stop greatness? And, and J-Mac asked me the question. He said, how do you stop Mahomes? Nobody talks about it. My, my, you can furnish your roster with whatever you want. Like, there was no stopping 
Tiger Woods for a decade. He was just better than people. You could change clubs. It didn't matter. He changed clubs. Uh, Michael Jordan, you just had to wait till he got old. LeBron in the East, Saban in the SEC, kind of wait for age or injury. You asked the question, how do you stop Mahomes? And my takeaway is San Francisco twice has outplayed him for three quarters, had arguably the better roster, had also an elite coach. You just have to wait for Mahomes to get hurt or age, is my opinion. So one thing that jumps out is both the San Francisco Super Bowls, that that pass rush got to Mahomes in the first half was problematic. The problem is you can't just say, Bosa, go run chase after Patrick Mahomes for four quarters for 70 play. Like, that's impossible. So they wear down in the fourth quarter. So what... Uh, Lou Amaruno did in that comeback in Kansas City, and I was reading about it, he kept tweaking the looks that he was giving Mahomes. Yeah. Hey, we're not going to go the same look the entire game. He's going to figure it out. He's too smart. So sometimes you got to go single high safety. Then you play the cover two. Then you go zero blitz. You've got to give him different looks. And if you notice, Colin, in that 49ers game, like late in the game, over the middle, Rice. Over the middle, Kelsey. Like, Mahomes figured out the Rubik's Cube. It just took him a little while. Yeah. So bottom line is you've got to be diverse in the looks you give him. And people, hey, it's working. Mahomes, first nine possessions, six points. Yeah. They're not doing anything. Well, they kept the tendency and didn't change it. And that's I, I would blame Wilkes a little bit for staying on tendency because ultimately Mahomes figured it out. And also they had Joe Burrow. So Manning beats Brady, Burrow beats Mahomes. You can do everything right. In my opinion, Brock Purdy's not good enough. Garoppolo's not good enough. You can beat Mahomes, and you can beat Brady. But even when everything went right for the Giants, great roster, great coach, great players, Hall of Fame quarterback, it still came down to one Mario Manningham catch and one David Tyree lucky catch. So to beat the Legends is really, really hard. The Chiefs only scored 25. They didn't light up the 49ers' defense. No. So, I mean, but what's discouraging is they only had one number one receiver who's probably a great two, Rasheed Rice. So this was a very vulnerable Kansas City offense. It was last year a very vulnerable defense because it had all the rookies. What's discouraging is San Francisco is about as close as you can get to beating them. And they're getting old. Well, listen, there's a reason the Niners are favored to win the Super Bowl next year. A lot of questions about this Chiefs defense. Okay? Chris Jones and Sneed are demanding big, big bucks, well, as Sneed, well they should. Sneed would be very hard for me to move off. Because I have multiple rings with Chris Jones, and he's up there in age, and they also have other players around him, again, it would be a hard move for me. You're going to keep one and move off the other. Now, because McDuffie is so great, there's an argument to let Sneed go, who didn't have a great Super Bowl, because there's very few great interior D linemen. Chris Jones is one of them. There's a bunch of really good corners. And mm. McDuffie, you and I would acknowledge this, that guy is... He, he might be the bless, best blitzing defensive back in the league. So yeah. there's an argument. If we lose Sneed, we've got a bunch of guys in the back we like. We'll pay... Les Sneed Ram says this. Yeah. I'm always going to pay for somebody great in the front five. The question is, do you pay linebackers, corners, safeties? It's a real question. Yeah. I looked at the Niners' free agents. It's not a brutal list, okay? It's Jawan Jennings, uh, Kinlaw, who's not been great. Chase Young, not been They're great. They're going to move off theirs. Right. So the quarterback's making nothing. They are only a few moves. Remember, they get the safety back, Hufunga, who was it's awesome terrific last Terrific player. I, I think you got to pick the Niners to win the Super Bowl next year. I, I know people don't want to hear that. but No, you have to pick the Niners to get to the Super Bowl. Well, the NFC is also tremendously weaker well, than the AFC. No, no. Detroit's young and getting better. 
The Rams. Detroit's not a top four young team. Young and AFC. getting better. Green Bay, young and getting better. When are you going to rank the teams for the offseason? Is that today or tomorrow? I'll sleep on it. We got to <laughs> come on. <laughs> AFC's so stacked. Live in LA, hour three coming up the herd. It's Freddie Prinze Jr. and Jeff Dye back in the ring. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. Hey, Jeff, are you ready to rumble our way into an all-new season of Wrestling with Freddie? You better believe I have. I've been practicing my body slams, and I'm jacked. All right, don't go injuring yourself now. We'll be highlighting the best stories and matches of the week in wrestling from AEW, WWE, and have one-on-one talks with the best talents in the world of pro wrestling. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying... A, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, love at first, first listen. listen. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.